I wanted to play an instrument Cause musicians are so cool And I wanted to be cool But I found playing an Welcome instrument to Ukulele is the New Black I'm Meredith Harper and I love to play the ukulele. In this podcast, I talk to ukulele players to find out why they play ukulele, what they love about it, and how it's changed their lives. Today's episode is the last of three which I recorded at the 2019 Central Coast Ukulele and Folk Festival. Kathy Wellsford and Angie Smith are the wild women of Anywhere Beach. They're a really talented duo. They do a lot of performances, they run workshops, and they write fantastic songs. I really enjoyed chatting to these two. Enjoy. Because it's the new black. Welcome, ukulele players. Um, introduce yourselves. Uh, my name's Kathy Wellsford. And I'm Angie Smith from the Wild Women of Anywhere Beach. So That's right. to have you here today. Thank you. It's excellent. <laughs> um, so we are here at the Central Coast Ukulele and Folk Festival. That's right. Yes. And you do quite a few of these festivals. We do. We travel around all up and down the East Coast. At the moment, hoping to go west next year. That will be fun. Ah, how far uh, west? Uh, right. Oh, far west. As in, far west, as, as in, in WA. Yes. Yeah. yeah, hope to get over there. And, um, and we're working on getting into the folk festivals too. So we've just completed um, the Valor Beach Ukulele Camp and Beach Party. I oh, know, I'd heard about that. I looked at mm, them. It was oh, fabulous. It looked yeah. amazing. I just yeah. couldn't squeeze it into my schedule. Tell yeah. me about that. Yeah. Well, uh, we had we wanted to run something. We've run a day long thing at Vella Beach the last two years, and it was so successful. And just for thought, all my, my oh, listeners, yes. including my international ones, where Vella, is it? Vella Beach is thirty five kilometres or so south of Coffs Harbour, which is on the east coast of Australia, New South Wales. And it's kind of midway between Sydney and Brisbane. Okay. Yeah. On the coast. Yeah. Beautiful little hamlet of about one thousand permanent residents. With a great big tourist park. Yeah. It's kind of old fashioned, but it's um it's yeah. got, you know, yurts and all those sorts of things. I cabins. love a yurt. Um yeah. yes. Yeah. There's a sort of yeah, yurts. Not, not good yurts. <laughs> <laughs> they're divided down the middle, so they're yeah. half yurts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. they're half yurts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's um, a beautiful setting, and uh, the beach is right there mm. beside the tourist park, and uh, we had a lot of people camping, a lot of people in vans. and A lot of people in cabins, people yeah, in people yurts, flying people staying in, from in all Airbnb, the and yeah. people from north and from Geelong down south and Dubbo out west. Geelong's a long way. To and it's Victoria, a long, Victoria, it is yes, a long yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. and a lot of Victorians, there are a lot of Victorians, about 12, and the other 11 all flew up. It's very sensible. <laughs> no, 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 that's wrong, sorry. One flew up, and the other 11 drove up. Oh, nonsense. Yes. Yeah, that, that is a long way. Yeah, yeah they're on trips. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. what's when you're bringing your gear, bringing your ukuleles yeah. and what yeah. have you, flying can, can be a little bit hairy oh, sometimes. Oh, it, it can be, we know that. Yes. Well, we have to tell you our special trick. When you're on uh, an aircraft and you're only allowed to bring on one ukulele, and you need to bring on the second one. So you wrap it up as a baby and put a bottle in its mouth. Oh. <laughs> now, I needed that trick because I went to Hawaii in April and I yeah. took my ukulele with me, of course, but then I bought another one yes. and I had to bring, bring two it. home. Yes. And I actually bought a massive bag, put one of them in the tarred case inside there, all the clothes around it, yeah. and, and hope for the, the best. other one on. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, mm. it was really stressful, but this, I had to buy this ukulele because it was just so... Oh, sometimes that's what happens. You just have to. Yeah. That's it, what happens. It chose me. It's, yeah. you know, I, I played it for half an hour in the <laughs> shop and I said, and you bought one of those in Hawaii at Waikiki as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tiny little one. I was able to put it in the suitcase and the same oh, thing, bundle it up. Yeah, that helps. No, mine was a tenner. You can't oh, that's true. No. <laughs> no. Mm. Anyway, let's go yes. back a little bit further. Um, yeah, the Vella Beach ukulele camp yes. and beach party. That's important because yes. we're on right access to the beach. So Angie did a whole lot of beach songs and took a whole crew over to the beach to play all the beach party songs she could find. That's right, we rocked. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so we froze to death, of course, because it's midwinter. <laughs> yes, it's not really the time of year no, for a beach party. But usually it's beautiful weather, and it was, except the afternoon sea breeze came up. So we decided when we do that again, uh, we'll either um, do the beach party in the hall and th- throw a bit of sand, sand. around, <laughs> or we'll, we'll take them down at lunchtime, be a bit, a bit warmer for next year. Is, yeah. is this a beach where you're allowed to light fires? No. No, no none takes of them a, are. Yeah, no yeah. campfires, I thought. No. They're party poopers, aren't they? They are. Once yeah. upon a time, you could have done that. Yeah, I mean, what's going to happen? The sand will catch fire. <laughs> So we had about 150 people come come to the beach party at the camp and it was not a festival and we kept saying it's a very different thing because it's the focus is learning. Mm. So all day there were workshops and you, 
the campus had about five workshops to choose from. We uh, had the fabulous Samantha Muir Samantha from, Muir from, from, from England. England. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. I love People classical ukulele. Yes. yes. She was Facebook just page. amazing. I have she's had there. someone say you need to get her on your podcast. She I'm not sure how to do that. A gen- <laughs> she's a musical genius yeah. and just brilliant, really. So she's uh, a classical Spanish guitarist as well. Wow. And she plays soprano ukulele, the most beautiful pieces, medieval pieces usually, uh, with uh, composers like Corelli and Saul, but also she plays machete, which is the precursor to the ukulele, ah. the instrument that went to Hawaii. Yes, it's very small. Uh, it's very small, much higher tuned than a ukulele. And she was recently asked to go and play. It came from Madeira, and she was recently asked to go and play as the lead player with the orchestra in Madeira to celebrate the oh, wow. so many yes. years of the machete. And the, yeah. the dances that it went with was yeah. lovely. But are there a lot of people who still play it? In Madeira. Yeah, that, but they are there. I yeah. wonder if they had and to import her especially because they didn't have any others. I think they imported her because she's so good. She's so good. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. But also, in addition to playing all these pieces, she composes and mm-hmm. she is just beautiful. When she plays... She manages to get expression into the music, so you start to imagine mm. the rain falling and yeah. the wind and people dancing. And that wonderful piece about the um, um, the suitors who are all fighting each other. Oh, and, the, da- and all... the Dowie Dens of Yarrow. That's it, the Dowie Dens of Yarrow. Yeah. So the yeah. Dowie Dens of Yarrow is a traditional Very Scottish, Scottish yes. folk song. It sounds like And yeah. she has done nine variations because the story is there were nine suitors. Right. And yeah. that's a terrible tale, which I can't actually remember. But she did uh, a variation of the main theme for each one of the suitors. And really, you start to hear the, you know, the bagpipes, and you can see the glens, and it's just so good. Yeah. And they're they're all published pieces that you can buy. Yeah, by a publisher. So we, um, soon as soon as people knew that Samantha Muir was coming, all her workshops booked out instantly. Instantly. So yeah. we also had what we call an institute day. So the Friday before the the camp. Uh, was a whole day you could book yourself into a whole day with Samantha Muir but only 15 people Uh, and we also had at the same time a whole day with Paul Johnson the blues guy who's downstairs here yeah yeah and so um, those booked out straight away and Sam's we actually persuaded her to do another one on the the Monday after the camp she stayed an extra day booked Mm. out as well wow Yeah. yeah And also, the wonderful Jack and Jill came from Newcastle. Yep. Their they, names they've, been are... on, they've been on the podcast. Ah, oh, there you go. That's, Jane Gelbart, yeah, Mark, Jackson. Mark Jackson. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, th- they had workshops over the weekend and they were also uh, very well received yeah. and a fabulous performance at the sparkling concert Such, on yeah, Saturday yeah, night, yeah, the yeah, start concert. Yeah, very talented, those two. Yeah. Yeah. And Ruth from... Ruth uh, Allen from Port Macquarie. From Port Macquarie. Was also one of our tutors. Okay. Yeah. Stephanie Payne from Werribee in, near Geelong was one of our tutors. Yeah. Victoria. Uh, Janine Shearer from Sydney. Yeah. from uh, the Northern Beaches. So you have people from everywhere. We yeah. have people. And these are people that we know quite well. Um, and you, you can rely on them, them to give a good workshop, workshop and a good performance. And mainly they're ukulele, qualified ukulele teachers, basically. Mm. And so this was, um, yeah, all about the learning. But in the evenings we had concerts. Mm. Um, there's a couple of things we'll add next year. We'll probably add an open mic type time mm. oh we've forgotten um, uh, who have we forgotten the man from north sydney oh ian ian porter yes yeah. ian porter <laughs> yeah so, ian, so what yeah. we did was we in one of ian's arrangements fly me to the moon we sent out the parts to the 150 people and they chose a part to play and then we all came together and played fly me to the moon in five parts oh, nice. like an orchestra just as the moon landing was being celebrated <laughs> yeah, yeah the f- anniversary <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Great. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. It's excellent. Yeah, so that fabulous. was fabulous. And, uh, and people practice. They would, I'd get emails from all these people saying, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Just, it's all right, relax. There'll be 40 other people playing your part. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and our next big one that we're preparing for is Camp Creative, and that's in Bellingen in January. Mm. It's a week-long camp for adults. Although they have, there's a kids section as well, but um, uh, there's all the arts and crafts your heart could desire, but it goes... Uh, you get five days worth of playing ukulele. Kathy does the picking, I do the strumming, and um, we, then we sort of come together and, and interchange. People can change their minds, chop and change. Mm. And uh, it's we so lovely. We teach the same to, repertoire, but just with a different focus. Yeah, to, right. for people to 
have the time to concentrate on those pieces and learning some mm. skills. And, mm. Yeah. So we always have fun, and most people do as well. It's a, of course, it's forty degrees in Bellingham in January. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. But it's on at the school there, the high school yeah. and the primary school in air-conditioned classrooms. Mm. So we uh, all managed to survive. Mm. So you were at, in Canberra in February. We were. Gang Gang Twang, which is where I'm from. And I oh. did your strumming workshop, oh, Cathy. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, wonderful. Which is how, when I saw you on this, I thought, I remember her. <laughs> were you the woman who said to, on the feedback, get that woman back again? No, but I was sure There was someone. Have. There was someone. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if I did any feedback. <laughs> Well, yeah, that was yeah, really that good. That was fun. Mm. Yeah, it was a good day. Yeah, yeah we had a lovely time um, travelling around. Um, we went Canberra, uh, southern New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania, and just seeing what all the ukulele mm. groups are doing, you know, yeah. sharing a bit. East in Victoria, too, yeah. yeah. There are just so many of them. That's what blows me mm. away. Anywhere yeah, in the world yeah. you go, you'll, you'll find one. Yeah. 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 So and uh, we learned from them. They learned from us and passed on some songs and skills. It was terrific. yeah. yeah. All right, well, I want to go back yeah. a bit. So I might mm. start with you, Cathy. Yeah. So what made you start playing the ukulele? What inspired oh. you to? Well, I've always played instruments. and So which was your first instrument? Piano, probably. You know, five-year-old going to lessons okay. with, the, with the nuns. And then um, my sister started playing guitar, and she was teaching me. I was about 12, and I wanted a guitar. And my father said, well, you'll have to learn to play the ukulele first. If you can play the ukulele, I'll buy you a guitar. What a wise man. So he bought a ukulele, <laughs> and two days later he had to buy me a guitar. <laughs> You're right, yeah. mastered that so one. So I sort of played it, but I just played it in the, you know, chord style, strumming chord style. I don't know why I did that, because when I played guitar, I did a whole lot of picking. Mm. Anyway, and I played guitar all through my youth, but at the National Folk Festival... I don't know, about 10, 10 years, years ago, ago, something like that. Um, I walked in and I came across my first tenor ukulele with a low G. Oh, in the instrument hall. In the world instrument changed. maker hall. <laughs> yeah, and instrument my world changed. Yeah. And so I brought that home. I was there. I don't know why I was there. Oh, we were there with Jess, our granddaughter who was there. Who's a percussionist, fabulous yeah. percussionist. Yeah. That's handy. Mm. Yeah, and we all sing. The family all have always sung together. Anyway, and so I brought that home and it just spoke to us both. And we'd always performed uh, with guitar and keyboard and so on, and that just all morphed into ukulele. And then I found another ukulele that I really liked, that one. Mm, yes. And so I started playing that one. So Angie took the one that I first had, right. the Copley, yep. and I played the Scott Wise. Mm. And it just went from there, and we've accumulated many since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And how about you, Angie? Well, uh, I played a bit of guitar in my adolescence, as so many of us did. You know, we had we were all Marianne faithful. Our hair hanging down, mm-hmm. our lives were full of angst. It was all a tragedy, and we had to sing, "I sit and watch as tears go by." <laughs> <laughs> and then you get a job and go to work and put it all aside. Well, I did um, f- until I finally retired. At 60, and uh, then I heard this. Uh, that guitar that I had, that first guitar, what happened to it was somebody broke into my flat and stole it, would you believe? Oh. And I got another one from a hock shop, but it didn't sound right. And, and, and then when Kathy brought that ukulele home from the National Folk Festival, I said, That sounds like my first guitar. Will you show me how to play that? Mm. And she did. And we've never looked back from there. Yeah. And so we each bring to our performance and to our workshops, um, well, first of all, our teaching skills. We're, we're both teachers from long, long ago, uh, and so we're able to put that into it. But Kathy is a picker and a proper muso, a real muso, like she's got you know the piano in her head, all the keys, that sort of thing. I can't read music, um, but I learned to sing uh, around the piano with my mother and six sisters, two brothers. And uh, so I've got in my head all of these wonderful old songs going right back to the you know, 19th century uh, and, and then, of course, in our rock adolescence. And I also have this strange ability to... I can hear the original singer of a song playing in my head and all the accompaniment that goes with it. And sometimes if there's been two very good versions of a song, I can hear them playing simultaneously and I'm kind of comparing them as I sing and and so sometimes 
I'm channeling one of those singers and that's what's coming out of my mouth. And, and the rhythm uh, goes along with that as you're playing. Um, when you're playing with um, the orchestra in Newcastle, Jane, uh, if, you, if you take a, a solo role, she won't let you play your ukulele. She says you have to concentrate on your singing and your breathing and... But she's for, absolutely right. Oh, she... Oh, <laughs> you're not going to defy Jane. That, Jane says that, that's what you do. She's the boss. But for me, generally, the ukulele helps me to sing. It keeps me on pitch. I can always hear the pitch. And um, the marvellous thing about ukuleles that you always tell beginners is if you play the wrong chord, you, you can hear it instantly and change very fast before anybody's noticed. And so that, for me... Playing that is a marvellous thing to be able to, to help me to sing. And especially if we're going to rock. Well, <laughs> of course. So I'm an old folky. Angie's a bit of a rocker. Yeah. Yeah, so That's we alternate. We yeah. alternate between, and sometimes we sing outrageous songs. And, and, and when we yeah. play with the old folk, well, you know, we want to play those old songs as yeah. well. So. Yeah, yeah, you want to play what they want to hear. That's yeah. exactly right. right. Yeah. Mm. So speaking of playing, yeah. What do we play? The um, Reclaiming the Night? Okay. So we, you know, we're the Wild Women of Anywhere Beach, um, and we pl usually play a few songs, and then people realise, or we say, well, you realise you've fallen in with the radical feminists here, haven't you? you know? <laughs> so this is our song that um, called "Reclaiming the Night for Peace." So and it just happens to be on our CD, oh, which, yes. is, which oh, is hot off the presses. Press, yes, and for yeah. sale downstairs. Yes, yes. <laughs> at a bargain rate. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, we wanted to write a song that was a bit more uplifting than the Reclaim the Night songs that, uh, you know... From the old days. From the old days, and to be inclusive. So this is it.
if you happen to notice a couple of bum notes in there, that's because Kathy is called Fast Fingers Wellsford <laughs> and I'm called Random Chords. <laughs> now, I didn't notice the bum notes except I noticed your face when you made one. Oh. If you hadn't made the face, I wouldn't That's have what known. they tell me, yes. <laughs> when I blew the strap, but never mind. <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, uh, we find that you can have a lot of fun with the songs and you know, bring a bit of humour in and mm. be a bit light-hearted. We do have a couple of you know serious tragic songs mm. but um, mostly um, you want the audience to have a good time and and to have some lyrics that makes them think a little bit, a bit thoughtful. Mm. We, we, when we were camping at, Ga at Canberra for Gang Gang Twang there was this lovely elderly couple camping next to us and they saw us out there playing our youth we rehearsing, and rehearsing yeah. and so mm. they bought our CD ah. uh, without having heard it oh, and then oh, about, about three months later I got this strange email from the fellow who obviously doesn't use um, technology very much right. saying well we, we really enjoyed your CD. Um, we played we, it in the car, in the car several yeah, times. Several several times. times. It was a bit confronting <laughs> he said. Because we were <laughs> radical feminists. Yeah. But he said but, but he liked the, the musicality, the harmonies <laughs> and didn't the like the playing. Quite so much. Well <laughs> it wasn't so much that. Well it just made him think. And that's, that's what it's meant to do. So that's exactly what it was meant to do. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, so how do you write a lot of songs? Um, a lot is probably not the right word, but we've got a, at least a CD full and about another half dozen. That sounds yeah. to me like a lot. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. well it depends on your point of view. I would have one. <laughs> but our CD, we're very proud of it actually, because it's the culmination of sort of thirty years' work. Mm. Uh, so, we tend to. Uh, you know, people have got something coming up, uh, the refugees or we're all chaining ourselves to the barricades or trees or something mm -hmm. and they want a song. And, uh, so we use some of um, Judy Small's songs, mm -hmm. wonderful protest songs. Um, who's the man who wrote um, Time is a Tempest? John Thompson yeah. and John Broomhall. Yeah. Two of them. Some mm. of their songs. Some of the uh, yeah. iconic folk musicians of yeah. Australia and sometimes we just have to plan you know write a song and then other, other times uh, you're sitting on the veranda and you see beautiful things and hear beautiful things and that's what you you want to I don't know the chords, and I try to take the chords off Kathy's hands. But of course, do you think she can just play an ordinary common or garden no. scene? <laughs> no, no. I, was, I was watching her thinking, what? No. Is She's got to be right up the neck doing something fancy with it, and I'm thinking, oh dear, yeah. <laughs> never mind. Yeah, sorry, I shouldn't have started. <laughs> so, no, it's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. No, it's lovely, and I'm yeah. sure listeners will not mind that we've been always impressed. Yeah. It sounds great. I, I, I'm always actually happy to see someone who, who hasn't record, hasn't memorised everything within a month of it being written, because I can't memorise <laughs> anything. So, well, it's tough, but um, yeah, sometimes you do. And then. Uh, if I ever did any courses or I was studying something, then sometimes you're thinking about things and analysing so much that you, a song just kind of comes out of it. Mm. And um, we noticed, for example, that um, when we're doing bush music, that there's millions of songs about drovers and shearers and bush rangers and uh, what have you, but um, not too many songs about women, in fact, hardly any at all. And when they do come up, uh, they call... They call her his wife, or like the she, she doesn't wife. have a name. Yeah. yeah. So we thought we'd uh, do a, a song about the women in the bush, and, and name them, and name them. And uh, I asked my mum, well, what did the women do back there in the good old days? You know, uh, what did grandma do, and what did you do? And she told me, and so we wrote it into a song, which we'd like to do a little bit for yeah. you. So 
covers um, of other people's songs um, there are some you know wonderful <coughs> songs around to be had aren't there mm. um, with permission so we've got Donna Lou Stevens song mm. older ladies mm. uh, we've got uh, Randy Newman's song yeah you've got a friend and yeah. ukulele it's such a friendly little instrument isn't it you mm. travel around and suddenly you've got this instant group of friends mm. wherever you go just absolutely lovely. Mm. And something that strikes me too, just what we're talking about, you know, feminism, ukulele seems to be quite a gender-balanced instrument. It depends, I think. I view, <laughs> depends on the group and it depends yeah. on the group leader. Yeah. And, um, yes, I always end up with more women in my group than men. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I'm trying to analyse why that is and yeah. can I adjust the repertoire to change that? Although now that you mention it, because there's one of the groups mm. I play with, and we are very much way more women than men, mm. and some men have come along and said that the issue is because we will play things in a girl key, mm -hmm. whereas, you know, one is comfortable for women to sing, yes. and then there's actually quite a big divide. And I'll say, well, come along, just sing a harmony, you know, get yeah, over yeah. it. That's what we have to do for you all the time. Yes, <laughs> and, of right. course, that's, a lot of groups use the ukulele club books. Yes. And they're all written in a bloke's key. Yes. A lot of C. And, I hate uh, but the other thing, my, we're staying with my sister on the Central Coast, it's lovely. Um, and she was a guitar player and no longer plays, but she said, well, it's just too big for my hand. Now, all over the country, women are picking up ukuleles and realising this is an instrument I can play. It's mm. small, it's compact, it's easy, it's great. Mm. And out of those millions that are playing... Um, some will just always be, you know, easy strummers and they're happy with that, but some become real musicians and, you know, virtuosos and they're picking, they're doing fancy strums and they're doing wonderful things. Then they're picking up basses. They can't, can't stagnate, can they? So they're playing the bass. Yeah. So my group at the moment in Bella Beach, the Bella Beach Garage Band, mm -hmm. have learnt this. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> I haven't got my glasses on, have I? Yeah. So you, there's lots of people who you can teach those things mm, to. Yeah. And tomorrow we're going to be teaching people how to play a Donna Summit. Well, I don't think she plays the riff. 
that's going to yeah. be. Yeah, and you've got these funny old people. <laughs> including, including us. Yeah, including <laughs> us. Getting it really rocking, getting down with Thomas Summers. It's great. Yeah. And, and I find as we've travelled around, what we find is um, the men like to rock more than the women. So if you can get those rock songs in, uh, yeah, that yeah. makes the men happier. Uh, but you've got to sort of always be aware of their age groups and mm. whatever was on the radio when you were a teenager, that's usually what you want to yeah, hear. That's mm. right. yeah. Yeah. But some of these songs, there are some fabulous songs, you know, mm. over the whole of the last century that shouldn't be lost. And we keep trying to bring those back. Oh, go home to your mother, you silly old bugger, you don't belong to me. Your waistcoat is soggy, your trousers are baggy and shiny at the songs we, we do um, um in the mood in the mood, uh, in the mood we do that mm-hmm. uh, and someone i gave to your group a few weeks back um some people like to step on your uh, dreams that's life that's life that's what people say I'm flying high in August, shot down in me yeah, so there's a whole kind of a genre there of really good quality jazzy kind of swing songs mm-hmm. that uh, that you don't want to be lost, that people mm-hmm. enjoy playing, they enjoy singing. Uh, and they can be either the very fancy jazz version or they can be simplified down into something that you know, anybody can play. They're great. Mm-hmm. Did you want to do that? Oh, no, you just reminded So we're going to Paul's uh, blues workshop Workshop. this afternoon to increase our blues so that we'll be able to do blues tomorrow when we perform. And Paul's going to join us tomorrow on one of our songs. Yeah, one of our songs. Oh, great. I look forward to that. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll rock. We haven't ever... Oh, yes, we... No, I don't think we've ever performed this song before. We've had it for years. 
Walwyn and then yeah. get the blues. Yeah, in once. Melbourne. We did it once. Yeah. 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 So it yeah. might work or it might be a fiasco or whatever, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. But really, yeah. it should be our theme song, yeah. Wild Women. Paul knows it's his job to cover for us if we completely make a hash of it. So. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. 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 So just play another riff, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But our other theme song is one that we didn't write, of course, which is uh, Donna Lou Stevens' song from, uh, she's from America, and it was a viral YouTube clip. Ah, and she's become an email friend with us. Yes. Now, we couldn't put it on our CD, CD, though, because it's being considered for Menopause the Musical 2. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> significantly changed and in the last two years we've made a commitment to make that complete change from work to ukulele so it's brought music back into my life more than I I mean I've always been doing music but not so much but not so much so during my working career as a literacy consultant with the Department of Education, you know, that was all-encompassing and I was passionate and, and working with teachers and working in classrooms. And I've tried to maintain literacy and music because I offer a couple of courses that teach music, teach literacy by using ukulele. <laughs> so I'm still trying to do that. But you know what? If you want to do the music and you want to do the, the composing, you've got to just push that slightly yeah. aside. Well... It's getting more and more aside. And I'm thinking, oh, I've got these courses I could be offering. They could change the world for someone. <laughs> but maybe I want to change the world in a different way. Yeah, and one person can only do so much. Mm. So we've made this commitment to, you know, touring. And the, our, we did our first tour earlier this year. And 
we made enough money that it didn't cost us anything to do <laughs> with our nice. CD and co- uh, petrol and accommodation costs. So oh, that's fantastic. some little yeah. A-van. Yeah. Yeah, that we pull. Yeah. Mm. And so, yeah. More of that. More of that. Well, for me, I, I think I pretty well summed it up yesterday in the garage we were rehearsing, we th- three of us, to do this gig. And I said, you know, that's not G major 7, that chord. That should be B minor 7. And then I thought, <laughs> if I'd imagined myself saying or thinking such a thing five years ago, I would not have believed it. And that doesn't sound like a random chord, just, just saying. No, that's <laughs> Yeah. But you, you start to listen, you can hear them, which is a wonderful thing. And they're not very different to play. Four chords, just cover three chords, but they have a different effect. Very much. And yeah. you can feel it kind of stretching your brain in ways that you never do otherwise. Mm. Amazing. And I have one, one more funny story to tell, which is that when I grew up, I always had a low voice. And we sang around the piano, but we always sang um, a melody. We'd ne- we didn't yes. do harmonies. I didn't know about harmonies until I met Cathy, actually, <laughs> in the women's choir in Sydney. And um, so I had a really limited range, and I didn't think that I could sing high. And when a song would go up, I would have to reach a point and then drop down an octave so that I was still in the low range. And then we had this um, concert happening and I wanted to do this song and I knew I couldn't hit the notes. So I thought, oh, I'll blow it. I'll, I need a vocal tutor. And we were at Armadale and there's lots of wonderful um, singers and musicians there. Yeah. So sure enough, I went to this uh, vocal tutor. He was an ex-opera singer who was teaching in a girls' school there. And uh, he gave me half an hour. He said, now, sing these notes and follow the piano up. And up and up. So up and up I went. And he said, well, there's nothing wrong with your voice. You know, it's stretching. You're getting up there and you can hear the pitch, which is very important. So he said, stop worrying about it. Just relax and sing it out. And if you have to hit a high note, make sure you get a breath before you do. So... uh, Kathy and I used to sing in a rock band in Sydney, but we were singing backup. And the first thing you learn as a backup singer is don't drown out the lead singer. <laughs> and the second thing you learn is you don't have to belt it out because there's a microphone in front of you. So you learn to hold back. And, and after a while, you can't do anything else. And so I'd learned to hold it back. So what I had to do was go out into the bush for a week mm-hmm. and belt this song out, <laughs> let it go. He said, don't worry about the cracks and uh, pops and crackles you hear in your voice. He said, it won't harm your voice. It's just getting rid of those and just let it. And then so the gig came up and I went on stage and it was fine and everybody was screaming out of the place. <laughs> but something changed in me that day so that I stopped worrying about it I started to relax, to go up, and your vocal cords, like any other muscles and tendons in your body, will stretch with work. And so we, we've we been singing a lot now over the last um, 10 years, I guess. It got really, your voices go really nicely together too. We blend, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's taught me to listen, yeah, listen to the <laughs> harmony. Yeah, and so I would, I've just raised that story because I'd advise everybody to have a go at singing. Um, some people sing a bit too loudly, but uh, just to listen to each other and don't, Australians are very afraid that they're going to make a fool of themselves. Mm. I think just shut up and sing, will you? Yeah. Just like sing. Anyone yeah. can sing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And the more you sing, the better you get. You yeah. start to Absolutely stretch right. and listen. Mm. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I used to be, you know, a very, very average singer, and I just, and I found I have had some lessons, which helps. Mm. But just the fact of doing it, yeah, like anything, you just, you yeah. just get the hang of it. And you? and you people do. who you always get people in groups and choirs, and I've run many choirs, who say, oh, they always told me I can't sing, mm. and I say, well, what happened at home when you were a kid? Did you listen to music? No. Did you sing music? No. Did you practice percussion? Well, the thing is, they just weren't exposed to hearing and listening. So because they didn't listen to or have music around them, they didn't have any models. Mm. And so when they came to sing in the choir, they were behind the eight ball. All Mm. the kids like you and I, we both grew up with our mothers playing the piano and us singing around. And I I sang in three-part harmony with my sisters since, you know, knee-high to a grasshopper. 
Um, mm. Yeah, yeah and it does help. Yeah, and so ukuleles helped us with that. That we've um, yeah. we've suddenly been singing lots. Yeah, and and we get we get people who say they can't sing, and we get them singing. Mm. That's no problem, really. Mm. Um, mm. There's one or two people who can't sing, but it's some medical condition. And not. it's yeah, actually, I know someone who actually mm. literally she has no vocal yeah. cords. Yeah, and that is a yes. fair thing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a very she's unusual. Yes, yes, yes. 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 very yeah. unusual yeah. thing. But uh, it's mm. it's really good for you to sing. It oh, lifts yeah. your oh, mood yes. and you yeah. get mm. oxygen into your lungs. Mm. And, mm. and singing in harmony is very good for your brain as well. Pathways, yeah, very very and thank you for the wonderful job you do. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Oh, it's nice to be. It's thanked. a great, contrib- <laughs> great contribution. Yes. Yeah. Well, I yeah. really enjoy doing it. It's, yeah. it's great fun. Yeah. And the thing is, by doing this podcast, I get to talk to someone, and I get to sit here in a room and, and, and get a personal concert, mm. which is just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's been very patient. Well, yeah. thank you, ladies, for, Thanks, for being Mary. on the show. Um, well, it's been you. it's been an absolute pleasure, and I think this is our my, my most musical episode ever. Oh, so, yes. oh, uh, oh, we've got thank many you. many more and worse songs than that. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh we could have hit you with the IPD. Oh, we could have. Yeah. So it's not an IUD. It's an IPD. It's an IPD. Oh, okay. yeah, Ouch. just did the calculation. <laughs> yep. yeah. From the ovarian oh, sisters. sisters. Yeah, the ovarian yeah. sisters. Yeah, we'll save that for another time. It will save that for another time. It's on the CD. <laughs> yeah, okay, it I'll is. have to purchase it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks so very much. Thank you. Kathy and Angie played a bit of their song sitting on the veranda, but it was a pretty new one and Angie hadn't memorised the chords yet, so you just heard the introduction. They didn't want you to miss out, so they've kindly allowed me to include the full version from their CD. Hang around after the credits if you want to hear it. It's a beautiful piece of music and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And if you do, buy their CD. You can get it from their website, thewildwomenofanywherebeach.net or if you don't want to type all of that, there's a link in the show notes. Ukuleleus New Black is produced by me, Meredith Harper. I wrote the theme tune and it was performed by me, Jasmine Fellows, Jeff Skellums and Jim Croft. Seb Carrero does the graphic design. If you want more information about any of the things mentioned in today's podcast, I've got links in the show notes as well as a playlist with songs relating to today's episode on the Ukulele's New Black YouTube channel. If you enjoy this podcast, you can support me on Patreon. You can buy some merch at ukuleleisthenewblack.com or give the podcast a rating or a review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser, which is the place to go if you don't use Apple Podcasts. Episodes are released every second Monday and you can subscribe pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. I'll be back with another episode in two weeks. Because it's the new black.